I'm sorry, Josh. I'm just, I'm very, I'm very perplexed. I'm very perplexed by a couple of things. First of all, the Air Comfort Solutions tax picking up pretty good. I like this from the 580. Plank, two things real quick. I heard you the other mornings sitting in on other mornings sitting in on two pros and a cup of Joe. I wish you could do that more often. Me too for my bank account. Then he adds, the other thing I guess, I live under a rock. What hearing are you all talking about? I, don't worry, man. I'm under that same rock. They had the January 6th hearings going on from the uh, insurrection a couple of years ago. Or as Jack Del Rio put it, that little dust up. So that's, that's what's, what's going on right now. It had 20 million TV viewers. Uh, and then Curtis writes, just tuning in while rinsing out our shoe steers and filling up water barrels. Good on you. Did I hear top dog Kenny Evans passed away? Thanks, Curtis B. Unfortunately, we have to report that, yes. And I thought we ended up getting like a whole mascot segment out of that, Josh. It shows you the impact Kenny Evans had. A lot of a lot of Air Comfort Solutions text on it as well. I, I'm not surprised to see the reaction to sad news. Sad news that we got last night about Kenny Evans. So we do this every single day at 11 a.m. until tomorrow whenever Patty Gasso joins us right around 11 a.m. It's called the Newcastle Casino Top 5 Stories of the Day. Let's get after it. It's time for the Top 5 Stories of the Day, brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Jeez, man. You put a little fireworks underneath that bad boy. Yes. <laughs> it could have some fireworks. When you said we got a new open. I got kind of excited. Uh, that's great. Top five stories today brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Could use, could use like, I don't know, some sound effects. A, a little bed. I mean, yeah. an explosion or two. Maybe a, maybe a jackpot. Ding, 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 ding. All right, let's go. Big story number five. Uh-oh. Wait for it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Big story number five. Oh. Is that me? No, you're good. Are we on the air? We're on the air. <laughs> yes. All right. Big number story number five. There, there you go. go. <laughs> All right. Pierce is learning on the fly, our intern. Did you put Pierce on the board? Yeah, he's got to learn, right? Trial by fire. Pierce, that wasn't good, man. That was bad. No, I'm kidding. Dude, dude, listen, the first time I was ever on the board in the history of my life, so don't feel bad, Pierce. First time I was ever on the board, I was doing a live show. Bo Belcher was the host of it. It was a golf show. I was in studio. John Marble, who was training me, left the studio. I was like, okay, I got this. I got this. John, what are you doing? John's like, you good? I'm like, I got this. I'm like, he's going to go. I'm going to cue him. I'm going to point to him. We're going to go. And and it's funny because we weren't in, like, separate studios, Josh. He was in one studio, and I was right next to him running the board. And as soon as John left, I hit the open. Then a commercial suddenly played on top of the open. Then all of a sudden I panicked to try to stop that, and I hit another thing. Oh, yeah. There were three <laughs> things going at the same time. <laughs> and then after the third thing stop, uh, stopped, I finally got it all stopped. He's like, we good? I'm like, we're good, Bo. Get rolling. He goes, all right, let's go to the phones. I had not been taught how to put a phone <laughs> oh, call on the air. No. <laughs> so I'm like, hold up. I go running out of studio. I'm like, help, I need you. So you're good, man. You got this. All right, big story number five tonight, NBA Finals. Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors look to uh, win a national NBA championship tomorrow. I got a day ahead of myself. Tomorrow doesn't mean we're not talking about it because it's been nonstop on the debate shows. In fact, 
uh, here is the big debate on first take right now. Who needs to help Steph the most in game six? What a dumb debate. Or do if people watch this? It's like, man, I can't wait to see who Stephen A. Smith says. Who needs to help Steph the most in game six? How about this? Gosh. This is from Undisputed. I can officially oh. report this morning. What is the impact of this quote from Steve Kerr? Quote, we're going to finish this in Boston, end quote. <laughs> I don't think that's what he said. <laughs> I think they're taking some creative liberties with what <laughs> I'm, I'm not even kidding. I think Stephen, I think Steve Kerr said, you know, our goal is to go and finish it in Boston. <laughs> Which this is literally on their graphic, in quotes, quote, we're going to finish this in Boston, end quote. I, I – I think it's a little bit quote chopping. If it's out there, good on Steve Kerr. But I, I kind of think they're taking a few creative liberties with us. We'll have more of the NBA Finals tomorrow night. But tonight, the true, the true title, Stanley Cup Final Game 1. Lightning and Avalanche. Lightning work looking for three straight titles. ABC on the coverage tonight. 7 o'clock start. The series opens up in Colorado. All right. Big story number four. Number four. Listen, I've been all over this probably too much. Big story number four, National Football League still dragging its feet on Deshaun Watson, but but he did speak to the media yesterday. I met with the, the NFL a couple weeks ago, and uh, I did everything they asked me to do. I answered every question truthfully uh, that, that the NFL asked me. Um, I spent hours with those, with those with the people that they brought down, and that's all I can do is just tell them and be honest and, and tell them exactly what happened. And they, I know they have a job, and so I have to respect that, and that's what we want to do is cooperate. And, you know, they have to make a decision best for the, uh, the lead, you know, so. Mm. Okay. Um, he's, uh, if there is one thing Deshaun Watson has been. He's been consistent in his innocence. I mean, if you didn't read every story that was around this, you would almost be led to believe this guy. I hope the NFL throws the rule book. Wait, rule book? I hope they throw the book at him, Josh. I hope he gets a year-long suspension. I don't think he's going to. Did you hear what we played from Rappaport yesterday? He was thinking maybe even a fine? It's got to be more than that, right? Yeah, and remember Deshaun Watson's contract situation. A couple of people have chimed in with this in the past that the real financial hit, at least for Cleveland, starts next season. So from that standpoint, if you're looking at fines, suspensions, it's actually more punitive for Deshaun Watson if it's next year versus this season. But – I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that the NFL could give him some s- suspensions for both. Right. But then again, it's not doesn't feel like it's out of the realm of possibility for the NFL to not suspend him at all. That's right. I agree. All right, big story number three. Number three. Do you, okay, here's my question to you. I, I We don't have a ton of time. We're trying to hustle. We got 11-15 this morning whenever Clay Van Hook's going to join us. But I had a little bit of a debate here on big story number three, Josh, because – I did want to talk about the near no-no in baseball last night, and if you missed it, it sounded uh, it sounded like like this. Another two-two pitch, swinging a fly ball to center. 
Bader back on this one. He can't get it. It's over his reach and goes over the wall for an automatic double. And Cal Mitchell with a two-bagger with two strikes and two outs in the ninth. That breaks up the no-hitter. What a thrill. I've never seen anyone more excited about a team that's getting beat 9-1. to one. <laughs> Take that, St. Louis. Yeah, and by the way, here was the Cardinals' final call. The pitch. There's a ball that's fisted past the mound to Gorman. He has it and throws out Sawinski for a Redbird winner. Finishing off a one-hitter tonight for Miles Michaelis and Packy Naughton getting the last out. So they light up the night. Yeah, but uh, Miles Michaelis comes up short of the no-no. Kind of stinks um, to not finish that out. I mean, I don't have one yet. I've got friends that have them. It would have been nice to to join that conversation. But, uh, you know, I can't say enough about our, our defense today. I mean, we were... We were everywhere we had to be and, and, you know, making fantastic plays all game. And I kind of feel like I like I let him down after all that great defense that I got today. No, I didn't let him down. It was an awesome pitching performance. But I, I So I kind of want to talk about that. But, Josh, I also feel like we need to talk about everything that came out yesterday with the media day for the U.S. Open and Brooks Kepka talking about live golf. There wasn't – it wasn't as contentious as I had hoped it would be. It's like everyone kind of gets it. It's like, well, you know, at the core of it, it goes against how guys like Rory McIlroy and whom I leave at Justin Thomas feel about golf. But then everyone's I was like, listen, man, you're going to pay me $100 million. I'm going to go give him $100 million. And a lot of these guys don't want to just step on everybody else's toes no. and say, yeah, they they shouldn't, you know, shouldn't go make the money that they can make. Right. I mean, they're friends with sure. a lot of these guys on the – you know, from the PGA Tour and from playing these major championships. So the fact that they're playing in the Live Golf League that, of course, is funded by uh, a lot of folks from Saudi Arabia, there, there's only so far they want to take it publicly sure. to blast those guys because, again, they're friends. And it's kind of – it's what we see a lot of times in NBA contract negotiations or NFL right. contract negotiations. Guys understand – their their colleagues want to get paid. They they get it. Big story number two. Number two. Oh. All right. So uh, we talked about it a lot back in hour number one. Really good article up right now. Kudos, thumbs up to Carrie and the crew over at Sooner Scoop for making this free for those of us who are the poor's. Um, Eighteen offers have been given to recruits who showed up for camps in Norman uh, during one of the four days. Two of those offers for the 2023 class, 11 for 2024, and five for 2025. And they did get at least one commit, Keon Brown, out of it so far. And, Josh, that's one of what we think could be many more. And Cade McIntyre. Oh, Cade McIntyre, too. I apologize. I didn't mention Cade McIntyre as well. You're right. Just Yeah, just recently committed as well. So productive last couple of days. We were kicking it around. Is that an abnormal offers number? I don't know. I, I – Probably am not the perfect resource for that. Parker Thune this afternoon at 2 o'clock with Teddy would be a good resource on the offers uh, side of this thing. But one thing I think is obvious is Oklahoma feels like they're bringing big-time talent into uh, the barbecue and to its camps, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. All right, big story number one. OU has its send-off coming up here in about an hour as they get ready to leave for Omaha. We'll talk to Clay Van Hook next. 
as we get set for Oklahoma in the College World Series. He's Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. This is The Ref. That was the top five stories of the day presented by Newcastle Casino. Man, I'm pumped up for our next guest as we welcome you back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. We are joined by OU assistant baseball coach Clay Van Hook. He's getting ready to jump on a bus and then hop a bird to Omaha. Clay, coach, congratulations, man. Can you just take us through the excitement, the feeling of watching this team get a run, uh, get on a run like this down the stretch? Oh man, it's been it's been pretty special. You know, you're going through 15 years of coaching, and you have a lot of different teams, a lot of different you know players, and and none more special than this one. It's you know, it's a testament to the group. It's, you know, it still doesn't feel like we're going to home. I'm sure, you know, when we get there today and, you know, get a practice in tomorrow because this team has been so focused, I mean, pinpoint on the task at hand. You know, you know how we are. We take it pitch to pitch, inning by inning. You know, it's just the focus and, and what the guys have done in the last few weeks has, has been second to none. Dude, now I'm so pumped for you, Clay. How, I, I mean, your family's got to be fired up, too. This is – you've been here as a player. Now, I don't know. Did you go as an assistant coach, too, or no? I haven't been as an assistant. Um, last go. time was 2005 as a player. That is awesome, man. That is awesome. All right, well, then t- take me through it. You went in 05 with the Longhorns. What was that experience like, and how can you relate to these guys about, hey, what they're going to experience? First of all, I'm excited because I actually get to participate. Um, the last time we went, uh, no at bats for for Coach Van Hook. So I, I actually get to be, I actually get to like uh, do something, um, you know. But I, I think just the experience of, you know, it, it's it's bigger than the game. It's it's the camaraderie amongst the teammates, the players, the you know how you pull for each other, and, and what it comes down to is, you know, to to roll through Omaha, you know, the, the way I, we did as a, when I was a player. You know, you have to deal with the adversities of the ups and the downs, the, the fans in the stands, and you know, it's just a, it's just a bigger environment. And I feel like this team, the environments we have been in over the course of this year, from playing in Globe Life, um, being in front of you know ten, fifteen thousand people in the in the Big Twelve Championship, going down to Gainesville, going to to Blacksburg, where there's where there's a lot of butts in the stands, and 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 nobody's outside of a, a little corner in, in the stadium is everybody's kind of rooting against you. So, you know, the one good thing about this club and, and you know, of the team when we went there, they're battle-tested. They've, they've been through a lot, and I don't think anything that we're going to see um, here in a few days is, is going to be anything that we haven't been through. Man, Clavin Hook is hanging out with us. He's getting ready to leave with the Sooners for Omaha. They're inviting everyone out to take part in the send-off, which will start here in moments. Hey, Clay, I know that obviously – Skip has made everything about team and everything about Oklahoma, which is great to see, right? But how cool is this for you to see him get to this point as a guy that you've been around quite a bit in your career? How cool is it to see Skip reach this point? Well, the the biggest thing that I can say is when we got done, um, you know, in Blacksburg, you know, we had a, you know shared a big hug after the game, and um, we're sitting there and we're getting done with the showers, and he came up a little bit late because. Uh, you know, he had to do some some post game interviews. Him and Kenny and and Tread, and so he, he rolled up, and I, I looked at uh, T Row, and I said, I guarantee you, I said the the text messages that he has right now is between three and five hundred, and he was at he was at about three eighty, and he said he had answered thirty already, um, which just goes to show what that man is about about the relationships he's built over the the co- course of his coaching career. Everybody who's ever played for him, coached for him, 
uh, hunted with him, fished with him. He's he's a special human, and and so with with saying that, to, to say I'm fired up for him is a is an understatement because he's got so many people who root for him because of of what he does and what he's about. He's all about the players. He's all about you know getting them better. He's all about touching their hearts and touching their lives. Um, so not just our staff and our players, but there's a lot of people across the country who are who are fired up for Skip Johnson. Clayman Hook is our guest. OU's headed to Omaha. How, what is the relationship, Clay? I mean, listen, you guys are all awesome guys. But in bringing in Reggie Willits, um, how has that relationship worked, and how fun has it been to share ideas uh, across the board with the four or five of you? Oh, it's been it's been outstanding because what he's brought obviously has has shown up on the field, and and we all learn from each other. He's he's brought so many things from the professional game from you know the stuff that he's done with the with the Yankees over the last four to five years, and and to see his growth and learning the the collegiate game because it's obviously it's a it's a different game. But you know you bring in a guy with his pedigree, but more importantly he's he's one of us. You know he's he's down to earth. He's blue collar. He's you know he's all about the relationships that you build. His positivity is 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 awesome. You know he's a fiery competitor. That's who he was. It's you know that's how he got to the big leagues and a lot of of what he's gone through through his, you know, past and, and playing professional baseball, but obviously playing at OU has, has brought a lot to the table, and it's it's just been a, a great piece to add, um, you know, for all of us. Like like you said before, we kind of we all kind of gelled together pretty well. I think the coolest moment, and I don't know if you've watched. Well, I'm sure you've watched film, but I don't know if you've watched the game broadcast yet. Is there's two outs in the ninth, and they they take a shot of Tanner Treadway in the outfield, and he's just got this big smile on his face. And I I don't know why, but just in that moment, I was like, hell yeah, you know, knowing that he's the super senior and what he's done down the stretch. What have you seen in his growth this year, and how he's really embraced? Uh, that challenge of being a star and has stepped up down the stretch. I mean, my gosh, I'm looking at stats right here, four for five in the closer. He has, he's got a hitting streak going on that's phenomenal right now. He hasn't had a game where he didn't have a hit since May 16th. What have you seen just really elevate his game? I mean, I think most importantly he's been healthy. Um, you know, I, I mean, if you look at outside of his fresh his, his first year after he transferred from Seminole, he started off really slow for us in 2019. He had a shoulder injury, but he he, he led our team in hitting in, in the Big 12 his first year. Second year, he was on a tear like none other in COVID hit. Last year, he was hitting 310, and then and then he got hurt. Um, he's performed ever since he's been here, you know. But it's just been kind of kind of screwy. Of first year, he's hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, his third year, he's hurt. Second year's COVID. You're, I think everybody in the country is seeing the player that he should be, that he is, you know, and, and he's, his work ethic, what he brings from a leadership role, um, you know, he's just, he's been outstanding. And, and I'm just happy that he is healthy because we knew, we knew the type of player we were getting. We knew the type of person we were getting. And we knew if, if he just stayed healthy and could be in that lineup on a, on a day by day basis, that, that the product on the field was going to be something that every Sooner fan was going to be excited about, but proud of. Clay Overcash is our guest coach. Two more, and I'll let you get out of here. Um, number one, how can you prepare? We were we were trying to do it in the first segment, right? It's like, okay, if they win, then you pitch this guy, you do this. But is it 
is it tough in a sport that requires so much long-term planning because you deal in series to just say, hey, we got to take this one game at a time? How do you guys do that as a staff? Yeah, I mean, our our mantra, like I said, Skip, since day one, it's been pitch to pitch, inning to inning, game to game. Um, you know, that's that's what's made us successful this year. The, the players have bought into it. Um, you see the resiliency, both offensively on the mound, um, you know, whether we're up or down. Um, we feed off each other because we know, number one, we're never out of it. Right. And number, and then number two, when we are up, we're not going to stop. Um, you know, and that's, that's the mantra. It's pitch to pitch. I don't think, you know, going into this, we, we change much. You know, you're going to get some added days off and um, some, some extra practice days, which are, which are good just to, you know, keep the, the health and keep everybody, you know, kind of fresh leg. But other than that, it's, it's all systems go. We don't, we don't change who we are. Um, based on the opponent or the environment, so we're just gonna we're gonna keep sticking to what we do. Clay, I know you're a Texas guy. Um, at least, where you grew up in Texas, right? And you played college ball uh, at, at UT. But you're you're sooner now. So with that in mind, how cool is it to see all of the Oklahoma guys that are making such an impact, specifically on this coaching staff? Oh, I mean, I think you know if you look at the the history and the tradition of of this great university, it, it's you're, you're getting the best players in the, in the state, um, you know, to see the, you know, the hometown kid from Norman, you know, with Boo and, and uh, you know, with Dave and, and, and Jake. I mean, you know, and you got uh, the old guy at the, at the end of the game with, with Trev, who's, you know, who, who's, you know, come in as a grad transfer, but has just taken on, you know, being here, uh, being a Sooner is something he always wanted to do to have that opportunity. It means, it means so much to those guys. Um, you know, and it's, it's, there's a pride factor, you know, there, there's a reason we say there's only one. And, and I think it's the, the kids have, have bought into it and there's a sense of pride. And, and I can tell you this, getting, getting the Sooners back to Omaha is a, is a big step up for, for all those kids involved. And I know everybody's excited about it. Toby Rowland has just texted me and said one time when I was resetting, I said Clay Overcash. If I did, Coach Van Hook, I apologize. And I don't, I don't skip a beat, brother. You know me. I, I, I appreciate you for letting that slide. Number one, I am a moron. I don't know if Toby's gonna let it slide though. Uh, no, he's all over me right now. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm getting crushed right now by T Row. No, I'm in all seriousness. You're my guy. I'm so proud of you. Before you, we let you get out of here, Coach. Is there a moment, like for instance, in? You know, when you go to the NCAA tournament, it's that first open practice where it kind of hits you. I think for for the Women's College World Series, there's that moment where the team walks in from the bullpen and everyone's hanging over and there's there's high fives and the place is going crazy. Is there a moment like that for the College World Series that you're looking forward to these guys experiencing? I think it's going to be just, you know, from my experience, you know, you go there and practice, and that's cool. But, it, you know, you have the opening ceremonies, that's nice, but it's it's going to be after those player introductions and you you get going and and when you first you know see the team hit the field and we're getting ready to hit on Friday, that's that's when it's going to hit. That's when it's going to be kind of this is cool and I mm-hmm. we want them to to feel that moment and we want them to get that moment out of their head because then it's time to compete and get after you know so so we want them to to soak it all in because this is a for, for a lot of guys, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. For the young guys, it's a it's a great learning experience because we want to feel this year in and year out. Um, so I think that's going to be cool. But then we've got to turn that page and get ready to compete because um, we're there to win the whole thing. And uh, that's going to 
that's going to be our big thing. We want to go in there and win it. Love it. Uh, Clay, safe travels, buddy. I appreciate awesome, your dude. time. Have a, have a blast, man. Go win, a, go win yourself a natty. Appreciate you, man. Boomer. All right, see you sooner. Clay Van Hook. I had the coaching staff pulled up because I was trying to double-check how long they'd all been together. And I guess just old man kicked in. And thankfully, Clay Van Hook didn't correct. I mean, a lot of people would correct you right away. Thankfully, Toby was really paying attention, too. I, uh, <laughs> uh, BFC has checked in on the super secret textoso line to say T-Row just gave you the old Kurt Keeley correction. I haven't got too many Kurt Keeley wideouts this year. Maybe it's because his level of passion for my softball talk isn't up there with the level of passion for my baseball talk. With Clay Van Hook. Think about that, dude. He was a standout player for Texas. Went to the World Series in 2005. Essentially, I think you could say, when Skip moved to Texas, he had had his opportunity to, to be a part of that staff because he had played at Navarro Junior College as well. Had a, had a run, had a cup of tea in the bigs. Went and coached at Rice for a little bit. Then went back to Texas. And now he's leading his arch rival when he was a player the battle for a national championship and oh yeah by the way in that second round game josh we could have another red river showdown in the softball well in the third in softball we had it in both the second round and in the championship series in women's tennis we had it for the national title and now in baseball if I mean, the the two teams could face each other with either the opportunity to stay in the quote-unquote winner's bracket or to find themselves in a position where they're fighting for their postseason lives. And Texas will be expected to be in that winner's bracket oh, game. Yeah. And, you know, just kind of looking at some of the odds out there, basically OU A&M I feel is viewed as a toss-up in the opening round. I think – Texas, most people think, will beat Notre Dame. Now, whether or not that happens, we'll see. And then Oklahoma versus uh, the Aggies is sort of pretty close to 50-50 maybe in a lot of people's minds. Yeah, absolutely. Or at least the uh, line setters' minds. I've never really heard the story. And if Toby and TJ have talked about it, please let me know. And Toby, if you're still listening and you haven't, left the show because I said overcash instead of Van Hook in one of my resets. You know what? Here's the reality of it. I'm going to hate myself all day for that. I'm going to kick myself all day over that. Um, but I, I still think, I think it's interesting to look back at Skip's path to Norman, right? I mean, he was, he had been with Augie for 10 seasons. And I thought was in a position to be the next guy. And they hired David Pierce. And I don't – I mean, again, I, I'm probably going to read up on this now because it's it's intrigued me a bit. But you can't help but wonder, you know, Texas is still doing well, right? That That's a great program. They're, 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 they're cooking. But, I, I mean, even for Skip to bring – I don't want to say it's, you know, being told we're going in another direction by a place that you would help build. 
but he's he, he's bringing some juice to Oklahoma that honestly, and I say this with no, you wouldn't even know that anything like that had happened in any of these guys' careers. It's just, it's awesome to see the perspective and the personality they bring. Did we take our bottom of the hour break yet? We could do that. We are okay. due for that. All right. Let's, uh, let's get a timeout. All right. We got to go mobile for our final two segments. So this is where I lean on Josh Helmer and the Air Comfort Solutions text line. 405-651-3439. Also, also, you can hit us up on the Riverwind Casino call-in line, the jackpot line. 405-329-9000. This is the home of Sooner fans. Thanks to Clay Van Hook. Sooners sending off the baseball team in about 30 minutes from now at Mitchell Field. Go be a part of it. How good was that? We'll have it up on the podcast for you shortly for anybody that missed it. Clay Van Hook and the Sooners headed up to Omaha, as you know, to put a whooping once more in the postseason on Texas A&M. Hour three of the Plank Show is brought to us by Roof Tech of Oklahoma. Locally owned and operated for 30 years, give Josh Tucker and the crew at Roof Tech a call for all of your roofing needs, 405-703-4245, where they guarantee the highest quality workmanship in the roofing industry. What do you say? Let's uh, hop to the phone lines where Skyler has chimed in. It is the Riverwind Casino jackpot line now. Plank, uh, we got you there too, right? I think so. You got me? We got you. <laughs> you right. you are on the air. Just just making one sure that one. things are working on the opposite end on the ones one. and twos here. We're good. We're good. Skyler, what's up, man? What's what's on your mind? Hey, brother, how's it going? I love your show and love the job you do on the radio. You and Toby, y'all are great. Um, I got a couple Appreciate of softball that. questions. Um, okay. We pretty much watched every game this year. Me and my mom and my brother. And me and my brother have had this conversation or or uh, debate on who we think is faster, uh, Jada Coleman or Riley Boone, and wondering if you Ooh. knew the answer to that. Oh, this is a good question. You know what? You know what I'm going to do? During the break, I'm going to text my two sources on this because it is my understanding that Jada is the fastest player on the team. But, but, I've been told that it's not too much of a separation between her and Boone, and I think Hannah Core factored into him. Now, not that, here's the other thing. None of them were as fast as uh, Rayleigh. She was fast. But I, I uh-huh. think I've been of the understanding that Jade is always the fastest. But I'll dig for you, man. We'll find out. Yeah, we always talk about, oh, I'd love to see a race between them two. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to throw Billy but, Bowman in there to see if he can keep up with them. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry, Skyler. What's your other thought, man? Well, I hope. Well, I hope they have some sooner kids later on in life. <laughs> Definitely, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're going to have some special uh, teams. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. The other question, and I put this out on text, and you may have answered it. Was it the Florida 
game where all the chirping was and maybe warnings were issued by the umpires or something? I never caught that. The chirping game. Now, do you mean during the, the World Series? Because it is plenty more in the World Series the time during the regular season. I can't remember which game it was, but I know there was a lot of trash talking going on by whoever we were playing, and I thought the announcer said that there were some warnings issued or something. Okay. The game, I don't think, and I appreciate your phone call, Matt. Um, I don't think that there were any warnings during the World Series unless unless my mind is just a sieve right now, Josh. I can't think. Western get, didn't get too diced. Um, Texas round one, maybe maybe when they played each other the first time, that first half inning, it was a little bit contentious. But I mean, they, this is the wild thing. Most of them are friends. <laughs> you know, whenever you're like, gosh, Mary Iacopo, you need to let. Well, Mary Iacopo and Jocelyn Allo are like best friends. Uh, actually, I should say Mary and the, the Jennings are the best. Ia Brady and T.R.A. Jennings like grow up and play against each other, so you don't get you know that heated. You want there's something deeper there. So I don't. I mean, am I just forgetting something, Josh? No series. No, I, I I don't know. I mean, we saw an assistant coach, you know, blow their top, but that was as we found out, not not related to anything that Oklahoma was doing. It was about the the home run ball. So. I will say the Oklahoma State-Texas game late night on Monday got a little bit tense um, because and, – and it might have even been the first game because Gajewski got a warning. But I don't, I don't know, Josh, of a, of a World Series game. Now, if you go back a little bit, when they played Iowa State – it got a little bit chirpy during the regular season. That was that was that memorable moment where the Iowa State pitcher struck out Brito and then pointed her back to the dugout, and then Lindsey Elam homered on the very next at bat. <laughs> Maybe it was even the next pitch. But yeah, I thought UCLA played a pretty tense game with Texas. There, there might have that might be what, but Oklahoma. I thought it was pretty clean. Throughout, I don't. I didn't think that we had too many. I mean, don't get me wrong. There were some terrible strike zones, Josh. But I don't remember things getting too tense. I, 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 how many different ways can I say that this isn't resonating with me on a sooner run? But that's kind of what's standing out here. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. It's not been like the baseball run so far. Where I don't know. Maybe there were some words exchanged to Peyton Graham down in Florida, rounding first base. Or I that's what he's talking about. May, maybe, yeah, Florida. And Virginia Tech, you know, Virginia Tech, their closer had his little, I don't know how you describe the end of the game, uh, that he had his sign off when they took game two of that Super Regional to even the series. And then guess what? Trevin Michael, uh, right back at you, baby. And I'm here for it. I love it. By the way, I, I, I bet that's what he meant more than anything. He might have said baseball. I misconstrued it. But, hey, you guys got to take quite a winding path to look back on the trash-talking moments in college softball. But, yeah, in baseball, it's just Florida, their, their players and their fans were babies from the start is what happened. 
Um, what was it Graham's home run when he was, or was it right round in first base and the first baseman starts chirping at him right away? Um, they're pushing around Jackson Nicholas trying to get to a ball that had skirted away from the catcher a little bit, and suddenly he became the bad guy all weekend long. I mean, yeah, that's that's what happened in that we, series. I mean, that's, that's we never talked there. about that play. Where did you stand on that play? Was Jackson Nicholas impeding the ability to go get that baseball? Was it was it Florida's problem? Like, what do you make of it? Well, okay, can I – do we have time here just real quick because we didn't talk about it. I I absolutely think he was impeding the catcher. <laughs> I do, I too. Problem. No, I, I loved it. It's great it. for OU. <laughs> but he, I've seen this happen a lot. I mean, because you can play dumb. Like, I don't know where the ball is. I'm standing here. I'm focused. And I see it in softball. The next thing you know, someone's fighting for the ball and – you're kind of standing in the world. You don't have to move. Um, but in that instance, I I think Jackson Nicholas got caught between being able to see where the ball was and then kind of trying to get out of the way so the catcher could get there. But you're also you're kind of in a lose-lose situation anyway. So, yeah, I didn't have a problem with what he did because, I mean, I, I just – you can always play dumb on something like that. And it benefited my team. If it would have happened against him, yeah. And all the fans, gosh, every little thing, the fans in Florida during that regional, I don't know how Toby did it. He, I'd be losing my mind if that was the case. But, gosh, it, it got dicey. You know what? It's gotten dicey a couple of other places. We spent some old man time early in the show yesterday, Josh, talking about some of the things that have been over the top in college baseball. These have been some chippy postseason moments, and I'm here for them. All right, let's wrap it up next. Uh, we got time to slide in the call if you want on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line, 405-329-9000. But a uh, couple of quick notes on the uh, Sooner baseball team before we get out of here. It is. Go straight. Yes. Okay. Are you having a hustle between studios? Um, I, yeah, Not really, but. <laughs> it's, it turned in, you know how it is around here. It turns into yeah, like no, no. the conference room for some reason. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Um, let, let's let's go straight to the phone to wrap it up with Rob, my man in Tulsa. Rob gets the final word. What's up, dude? What's up, brother? How are you? I can't believe it takes me moving to Norman to actually talk to you on a radio show. <laughs> but hey, first let's time, go. first time, let's long go. time, first time, long time. <laughs> hey. Uh, <laughs> Uh, big props to the baseball team. Got a quick uh, two question on there. Um, seemed like Skip yeah, pulled, uh, pulled the gas pulled the gas off on the running game. Going to see if you thought we might ramp that back up uh, once you get to Omaha. And then um, the only part of our team that I'm slightly concerned with is that middle relief. Seems like Chaz Martinez is, is doing a really good job. But other than him, I'm a, if, it, if it doesn't get past the end of the third and end of the sixth with our starting, I'm a little nervous about those guys. I'm going to get your take on that. Dude, Robbie, not only the debut call, but a home run. That's good stuff, man. All right, I miss you. Get to Norman soon. I miss you too, right, brother. So yeah, thanks. let's go out. Let's right, go. Dude. Let's right, do it. Yeah. Robin Tulsa. All right, Josh, do you share concerns about middle relief right now for OU baseball? Yes, I do. I, I think that's – look, if you're A&M, if you're Texas, if you're Notre Dame, anybody, Arkansas, whoever in this field, that's how you beat OU. You 
take pitches, you get into the pitching staff, and you get into the middle relief, and you'll take your chances. Take your chances. That's why, again, I mean, look, anybody in the College World Series, you feel like starting pitching, cliche, you got to be good there. But for Oklahoma, it's it's a danger zone if starting pitching isn't good because, again, middle relief has been a concern for the Sooners. That's right. I would have had the run game. Great. Um, but I also think we're in a situation where they didn't have to use the running game too much. I mean, they kind of became a long ball team uh, in the Super Regionals, so I think it's there. It's a really good point. I'll have to crunch a few of those numbers. But, yeah, I think whenever that opportunity presents itself, they know they could go out and get the, get the bats going with a hit and run, bases. The thing that's impressed me is how well they defended. If they play defense like this and they get starting pitching like this, I mean, I really think they're in a good shot to make a run. All right, great stuff. We'll be back tomorrow. Healy and Parker? Uh, no, no, Parker's got Connor. Healy and Connor coming up next for Josh on Plank. See you tomorrow on the Plank Show.